Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We've got a great episode planned for you today. Today we're sitting down with Jordan Pressinger from Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu. Now, before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want all the hot takes, the great breakdowns, and all the new stuff that's coming up, make sure you subscribe and make sure you're following so you get all the latest information that you're going to be popping up down the line. Mike's got some exciting news that he wants to share with you, so here we go. Hey, Mike, carry it away. Hey, everybody. Michael here from the Choking Hazard Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm excited to have our newest sponsor on board and a part of the podcast now, Manscaped. Their new lawnmower 4.0, newly designed. The sleek design. To trim those hard to reach places. Not for your face. You know, down there. Or on your balls. You can get this now 20% off with promo code CHPODCAST. That's C-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You're going to use that at checkout, get yourself 20% off. Not only will your wallet thank you, but you know what else will? Your balls. Shave your balls. We are also sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew, and they're going to be able to help you out. Just make sure you follow us and the podcast, and make sure you show them the, po- the promo code CHPODCAST, and you're going to get your promo and your discount every time you shop there at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. And now, back to the podcast. Choking Hazard Podcast. We are back and we have Jordan of Limitless BJJ and also the YouTube channel Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu, which has just started about two months ago. It's been picking up a lot of steam, so we're super excited to have him on with us today, especially as we kind of talk about, obviously, the scene in Ontario kind of moving forward, talk about his channel, obviously, his school getting back on its feet, but also, this is Jordan's first podcast today, so we're going to make sure we break the ice with him really well, so he's going to have some Every, Everybody be nice. It's, his, it's the <laughs> yeah. first time. It's okay. Yeah, yeah don't say anything mean. <laughs> I don't know. We're yeah. going to have some fun yeah okay so, so so jordan how have things been going obviously uh the pandemic is how these we always kind of that's the basic topic we always have to start off with is everybody's kind of had their own deal but um how things been going so far you know you started this youtube channel which is like very well done high quality you're growing every day like like how things been going how did like this uh you kind of get in the ball rolling with this youtube channel yeah like i can't complain too much like uh you know the pandemic was obviously like hard as a gym owner but like and also just i don't know a lot of things happened and i just wanted to do something so i decided to start the youtube channel and like uh it just wasn't like going exactly how i wanted it at first because like there's a lot to learn and like yeah i just wanted to have like instant success right so um i just like thought and thought and thought what i can do to make the youtube channel better and like you know just like that's what I did for like a long time. And then I figured, kind of figured it out. People started liking it and uh, just really picked up steam. So yeah, the YouTube channel is going really good. And uh, I can't complain about the gym either. Like the gym is like, um, came back from the pandemic really well. Like even well, the pandemic is still going on, but like, you know, it's came back from the last lockdown really well. Like we're, we're doing better than ever, like signing people up and everyone's just happy to be back to training. Very nice. Uh, starting like a, a youtube channel or starting like a new thing it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like jiu-jitsu you're going in you're not having the success that you want to have probably yeah. initially like starting it out um what were what were some things that you felt like like this this changed it for me like i'm making a lot more progress and stride or this did it just happen overnight where like you just blew up like was there something specific that you did like what was kind of that moment where like things started to click for you when you were starting things out well, it's like there was a lot of things I wanted to do, but I was kind of limited by like the equipment I had. So like I wanted to film like super slow motion and like, you know, have it be 4K and like really beautiful. But like, yeah, so what I did was I bought like a nice camera to start the YouTube channel, but like, I guess it wasn't nice enough because it couldn't do those things. So like um, basically like every video I did, I was just trying to think, how can I do better? How can I do better? And like, it just came to the point where I couldn't do better unless I upgraded my equipment. So I basically like thought of it as like a small business and got almost like, I I didn't take a small business loan, but I put some like, you know, money on the business credit card and it's bought like the best camera I could buy and like, you know, the best lens and like, uh, uh, 
you know, told myself that if, if I buy this stuff and really go all in, like, there's no way I can fail. Like I can't let myself fail and like, you know, waste all this money. So, you know, I just, uh, once I got that equipment, I just felt like, you know, now it's time to go and just started like, you know, trying different things. Like, I feel like everyone kind of makes videos that are, you know, the same, like they're just technique videos where they say, okay, guys, you know, I'm going to show you this technique today. And like, that's kind of how I started too. Right. So like, you know, it's just the same old stuff that's been around since the nineties. So, you know, I figured, well, it's a lot easier if I commentate over it. And then people started to look like that. And then I kind of just figured like, I can make these like guides, like really in depth. And um, yeah, people really like them. Like, you know, like the, how to not get your guard pass video I made, like, man, people really like that one. Like, I just feel like when I'm, when I am making them, they can really make people better at jujitsu. So, you know, that's what I have in mind. And like, that's my goal. And I think that's really cool. That it seems to be happening. You get a lot of feedback. Like people tell me they're getting a lot better already. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. I was kind of like scrolling through all the videos that you kind of have. And like, I, I love like the thumbnails you kind of put up, like blue belt destruction, like destroyed yeah. by a black belt or, or like, all these different kind of like trends that you have going. And so you, you pick, you know, trendy topics. You obviously like kind of know the niche that you're looking for, but then that I, the idea of the commentary on top of it is kind of different too, because everybody else talks about, again, like you said, it's the old style video where I'm going to show you a technique. Okay. Do the technique and go where you're kind of like commentating the actual technique as it's going through the video. And it kind of makes it, it looks a lot better. Like you're getting more success out of it. Yeah, it's funny, like someone on Reddit, they pointed out that it's really similar to his cooking channel, like cooking with Babish. So I checked out the YouTube channel and uh, it's like extremely similar. It's like the guy is cooking and then they, he commentates over it. And it's like basically the same. I wish I'd seen that video before trying to figure out how to make these YouTube videos because it would have saved me a lot of time. And like, but yeah, he, he does it really good. And like, so yeah, it's like, it's like a style I think people like. And plus like, I don't know people seem to like you know how like calm i am when i commentate and everything and like, people say i really like the, like the compliment i get people say they like my voice and like like the calmness really like you know yeah i don't know like it could be like audiobook and it, it just really like ropes them into watching so yeah it was a surprise to me because i never like like my voice at all but then i started hearing okay it is kind of like um you know it makes you kind of want to like relax you got, you got like, that smooth uh very yeah. white jazz kind of voice where yeah exactly oh, right. yeah down by down by the fire <laughs> we're gonna do some jiu-jitsu today <laughs> exactly it puts you right in the mood just to learn jiu-jitsu so i mean it just worked out perfect Man, that's nice you say that because we're gonna have to do like editing and for the podcast and like i have to listen to my voice over and i'm like oh i sound like a fucking oh yeah <laughs> like, I, know. I feel the same way whenever i make a video like i can't watch it after like i haven't seen any of my videos after because i just feel like to me like they're cringe like i just yeah, they, I, I just can't watch them. So I hope people, I hope they're good. Do, do you feel okay. it's like more you being like self-critical of your own work and you're just kind of like, you don't want to watch it or you're just like, ah, maybe this wasn't my best video. I'm going to put my next best video out. Or No, it's more like being like a perfectionist and like you see things that like maybe you could have done like a little bit better or like something where maybe you misspoke like a tiny bit, like that'll kind of like, making me want to make the whole video again so i don't want to go through that and plus yeah i'm like i feel weird hearing my own voice and i just feel weird like seeing the whole thing like come together like once it's once it's done being edited i've seen it like a thousand times and it just i never want to see it again yeah fair enough yeah. that's how high uh, i kind of feel like looking back at some of the stuff i've been filming recently i'm like oh i could have did yeah. this better i think i'm just gonna stop and just be like all right this is filmed it's done move on kind of thing yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it. I think that's the sure. best way to do it. Uh, one thing I want to ask is, you know, you've, you've had a lot of success with your YouTube channel, especially in such a sort, uh, a sort of a short amount of time. Um, like what, what advice would you give to somebody out there who's, you know, maybe wants to start a YouTube channel or, you know, they want to start, you know, teaching jujitsu and like, you know, a different kind of way, like not necessarily on YouTube, but like doing courses, things like that. Um, what, what advice would you give them? Or what were some of the, the mistakes that you made that you, you feel yeah. like you learned from and got a lot better so like for sure like it's important to realize well to think about why you want to do a youtube channel like and you have to like really really want it and want to be the best at it because to make, be successful on youtube you either have to be first which most people aren't first within their niche like i definitely wasn't first there's like you know thousands of channels that are you know youtube instructionals right so 
you know, you gotta be first or you gotta be different. And if you're not, if you're not different, you're not going to stand out. And then lastly, you have to be the best. So if you're not the best, people don't care, but it's very important. You're different and you're the best. So if you're the best, but you're not different, no one's going to notice that you're the best, but if you're different and you're not the best, no one cares that you're different. Right. So you have to like, kind of, you, you got to really work hard and like figure out everything you can do to be the absolute best, have the best YouTube channel you can in, in every single every aspect and kind of treat it like a job, you know, like something, something you're going to make money from. So you have to put in the money to get the good equipment and you have to put in the time to gain the skills. Like, you know, I watched like hundreds of hundreds of YouTube uh, instructionals, how to make like, how to make videos. Cause I had no idea. Like I never did this kind of stuff before. So I had to learn really, really quick. But, you know, I wanted to learn it so badly. I just wanted to make the best videos. So that's what I did. Just like, did everything I could to become the best. Which I'm not saying the best now, but this is definitely the best version of that I can be at right now. But it's The videos are going to keep getting better. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the other thing, too, is it's like it's so much how much you, information you can get off of YouTube. So especially like how to learn how to make an instructional. Like I'll be transparent, like making a podcast was I went right to YouTube and trying to figure out how to make an actual podcast and how to make it work and how to market it and how to create thumbnails and create that YouTube channel. So like- Aaron, Aaron we're, so, still, we're still trying to figure out all that stuff. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, like we're still trying to figure out things. And I think that's like as a channel in general, like you're still growing. And again, you you still trying to figure out how to do things bit by bit, but that's called constant growth, right? It's just not settling, like you're exactly. Saying. And that's the thing, like you know, when I was making videos before, I would like post it, and I would be like, you know, I'm proud of this one, but everyone like they're gonna get way better, like they're just gonna get better and better and better. So I kind of put that out there, like don't like judge me by my work now because you know, like a lot of the old videos I made, like I'm actually like I really don't want to see those ones because you know, I don't know, they're, they're still like primitive compared to what I can do now. But like, yeah, still, I still feel like they can get much better. And I'm really looking forward to what the end product is going to be like, it's tough when you have like a vision of what something can be, but not necessarily know how to like, get there. And that's what I'm still figuring out. So yeah, it's, it's still a work in progress. But no, we have like 2000 subscribers now. And like, I, that's pretty unbelievable because I thought a thousand was going to be a lot harder to get, but once we got the thousand, then we quickly got another thousand, and you know it's like it's almost twenty one hundred now. I just reached uh, two thousand uh, yesterday, so it's like it goes up like crazy fast. Yeah, it, it's interesting how it works, right? So, and but again, you said it's all about consistency, and then just obviously trying to get better each time you do it. Exactly. Like I try to post a video like once a week. Well, that's what I do do is once a week, but it's tough because I get really busy with my gym and like other stuff I got going on. But like, let's make a commitment because, you know, if I go like one week without posting a video, I know it's going to be hard for me to, you know, make the next video, you know, like it's going to, I'm just going to put it off, put it off, put it off until like the YouTube channel becomes nothing. And I don't want that to happen. So consistency is so important. You have to like be disciplined and, you know, discipline is freedom. So once, once you have that discipline, you know, then, then you're really going to get what you want. I think with more experience, he's like, just like with jujitsu, you get better and better. Like you'll probably look back years from now, you'll see the videos of what you did and you're like, Oh man, I can't believe like I edited it this way and did yeah. this and did that. But it's like, it's kind of like watching yourself roll like way back when you're like a white belt, you're like, Oh man, what the hell was I thinking? Like, what's wrong with me? Was I drunk? Yeah. Like it's just going back and you, you can see the progress that's being made. And I think like, you're just, you're just getting started. And I think, you know, you know, even like us as a channel, we're just getting started. And like, you're already at like, you're, you're already have like some exponential growth going, which is like phenomenal. Yeah. yeah thank you. Okay. Damn it. So, so that was a dead silence for a second. So, um, so Jordan kind of like how things obviously with the gym. So like, how did you even like, okay, decide that you wanted to be a gym owner, obviously like even taking that step as a BJJ practitioner is like just a big step, right? So how did you decide, okay, I want to join it. I want to have a gym myself. And obviously the YouTube channel kind of came after, but like how did your whole kind of journey start more than anything? Well, I have a super unique journey and like, it's pretty crazy. So basically like I started jiu-jitsu, like I knew I was going to like it. So I just bought a gi and it started and um you know i i told nikki like sounds so corny like a movie but i told my wife like you know i'm gonna be a champion in jiu-jitsu and i didn't really know what that meant like i didn't know what tournaments were or how they worked but you know i, I accomplished like a lot of what i wanted to do like 
becoming like an MMA champion too. And, you know, like winning a lot of like absolute divisions and stuff like that, just, just locally. But so I had like a good competition run. And then um, I was like just doing CrossFit in, uh, in town. And, and they asked me if I wanted to run like a grappling program, but I was only a blue belt. But like, I didn't want to like say no because I always wanted to have like a gym, right? So yeah, like we just started like a jiu-jitsu gym. I got a lot of flack from like uh, like the martial arts community and even people within the jiu-jitsu community saying like, you know, I'm not going to be successful and like, you know, blue belt can't run a gym and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm really competitive. So I didn't really like that. And I thought, well, if you guys say those things, I'm going to do the exact opposite and just like, you know, crush you guys and like in, in success, right? Because success is the best revenge, right? So like that's pretty much what I did. So yeah, I started as a blue belt and then, you know, I, I left the gym I was at. Um, I left like two gyms, but like, it's a long story there. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys got time for all that. So what? maybe omit some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's okay. Yeah, for sure. So basically, yeah. So I started the gym as a blue belt and then like, I just keep growing, growing, growing. Like the gym, it just does awesome. Like, you know, within like a year we have over hundred members and like, you know, then we, pre-pandemic we had 250 members and um, you know, as time went on, it was pretty awesome. So I started the gym as a blue belt. And so by the time I'm a black belt, I have all these like upper belts to roll with. Like now I got purples and browns. I got other black belts, um, you know, that got, that moved, moved into the area. And so like, I'm really spoiled with the amount of training partners I have. And yeah, so start the gym as blue belt now, like, you know, just doing that full time and been doing that full time, like since like right before the pandemic. So, you know, that wasn't like great timing. It was like November, 2019, I got, I, I left real estate and went into uh, just, just the gym. And then like four months later, you know, pandemic hits, which is the worst possible thing, obviously, for uh, a business where people are touching each other. And then then the real estate market explodes and I'm no longer a realtor. So it like kind of like uh, it's a really kind of weird thing that happened. But then, you know, the pandemic was really tough for sure. And like, I think a lot of like gym owners, I think a lot of people in general had a lot of like mental health problems, but, you know, for sure, gym owners. And I felt like me, like really, um, really helped me like realize a lot of things and like prioritize like what I want in life and really kind of figure out my direction and like the YouTube channel is the part of that like a lot of things I want to do it's like dependent on the YouTube channel becoming popular or becoming successful but I know that's going to happen so once that happens I can do a lot of other things I want to do so you mentioned like you were getting a lot of flack from the jiu-jitsu community or like members of that community because you're a blue belt now was that just because people that were in that community saying because we're a blue belt you can't be successful or is it like they didn't trust your instruction like and like yeah, no. kind of make, like it was, was just like people people, people, people people sipping the haterade like what was the yeah no well i think before honestly i think a lot like before people didn't really like didn't really like me as much before they thought i was like cocky and um yeah, they thought I was like a cocky guy, like competing and everything. And I don't know, people just had this like hate on for me, I felt, but maybe that's not true. But, you know, like kind of when I hear things back, like things people said about me and um, yeah, a lot of people just didn't believe I could do it. And, uh, you know, like, people still don't like when blue belts run gyms. Like, I think it's fine. Like, you know, I think it's fine for blue belts to run a gym as long as they're good. Like, you know, my whole thing was like, if you complain that, you know, I'm a blue belt running a gym, like come to my gym and try to beat me. Right. I'm the confident in my skills. Like, I feel like I can teach people no problem. So, you know, people are just being haters and, you know, but now, now it doesn't matter. So, so let me, let me, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike. I just want to ask that question because like you're saying, like some people think that people like a blue belt shouldn't run a gym. Is that because of a skill set thing? Or is that like, people can't like they can't articulate what they want to to a white belt is like yeah where do you think where do you think that comes from it's an an interesting question because a lot of people feel like oh like you're a blue belt like you don't quote unquote know enough to teach other people which i don't think is you know necessarily true like myself personally but like like what's kind of your take on that because you know you you did it you you were teaching as a blue belt and and beyond like how to and also like how did it how did it work for like your own progression as well like are you like where where are you learning from like what are your sources like where are you getting your information from to try to get yourself better 
yeah, like, well, I think people think that blue belts don't know enough technique to be able to teach, but like, I think it depends on the blue belt. And especially if you're like a blue belt, that's one, like absolute divisions and, and stuff like that. Like you're obviously going to be pretty skilled and skilled enough to teach beginners. Right. So I thought the whole thing was ridiculous. Like I can show beginners, no problem. So, you know, and then when it comes to like, you know, my own progression, like I just spent so much time watching YouTube videos, like studying, like uh, studying jujitsu and just, I've just immersed myself in it so much since the beginning. Like, you know, when I first started as a white belt, I would just read jujitsu university every single morning. Like I'm eating my cereal, just reading jujitsu university, getting better at jujitsu. So all that was on my mind for like years and years and years was just getting better at jujitsu and getting better at grappling. And like, so that's, I just wanted to be really good. And, um, you know, when I, when I opened the gym, like I just kept watch, watched stuff online and I felt like if someone was going to ask me, like, how do I do a certain technique and I don't have the answer for it, then I'm going to feel like an idiot. So, you know, I need to make sure I always had all of my bases covered. So I would learn stuff so in depth, like I'd want to, you know, I'd say I want to show a guillotine, but like, you know, at the time, maybe my guillotines weren't amazing. Right. So I would like watch like 10 videos on the guillotine and uh, on YouTube, if not like 20 and just figure out the way every single person does it different and, you know, take all the information and kind of like figure it out myself. And then just over time, like, yeah, it's always paying attention to what I'm doing and getting better and better. And, you know, my most successful year of competing was after I opened the gym, like I got my purple belt and that was my most successful time as a belt. Like I won, I won like everything I competed in. And um, so, you know, I think you can progress in anything as long as you have, as long as you want to learn, like you want to go out there and become the best possible version of yourself you can be. So you mentioned breakfast cereals. What's your go-to? Um, right now it's like, uh, I feel what it's called, but it's like Mesa Sunrise. It's it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I still like cereal. I put protein powder, and I think that's a really good tip. People should know if you put protein powder in your cereal, it tastes better and it's way more nutritious. And so, it's a good it's a good like pre jujitsu like meal as well. Yeah, I think little, so. Little, little free nutrition advice from uh, the Choking Hazard podcast and uh, Jordan over there. And Jordan exactly. knows jujitsu. Yeah, exactly. Another, so we're, we're, we're talking about things that like the quote unquote jujitsu community or people that hate on is, so one of them is like a blue belt teaching uh, and opening a school. Another one is learning jujitsu from YouTube. (laughs) Sometimes some people have like a hate on for that. So you have a YouTube channel, which we just discussed. Um, You, you even mentioned yourself, like you learned a lot, like watching stuff on YouTube, like somebody who wants to study jiu-jitsu like in their downtime or study tape, like what's some advice that you give to them? Um, are there specific channels you're looking for? Or are you like trying to study like, you know, people fighting at like Mundials or the worlds, for example, or are you looking at like, like, you know, like full out like eight DVD instructionals? Like, what are you, what are you looking for usually when, or are you doing like a combination of everything? Yeah. I would say what I always did, which is a combination of everything. Like I would like watch instructionals, like, um, wherever I could get them, you know, like, uh, watch absolutely everything I can on specific subjects and the ones I want to learn. Right. And like, that's the thing with like people learning on YouTube and things like that. Like, I actually think like people learn more like that than ever. And it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it because if, if at your gym, you're learning like leg locks that week and you don't really care about leg locks instead, you want to learn X guard, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can do that. So I think self-learning is really important. It's like, you know, yeah, I just think that you can really direct your own training that way. So it's a really good way to supplement your training, not even supplement, like, you know, it can be like, it can be like half as important as the real in-person training too. Yeah. I've like, this is what I did a lot, like back in the day as well. Like I would be, you know, studying the top guys, what are they doing? Why are certain techniques working at the, you know, the top level? And I try to, you know, break it down and try to emulate that as best as possible. Is there anybody that you studied or that you still study now who's been like a very big influence on your game? No, no one I've studied. Like I really just always pick my information from a variety of sources, but you know, people tell me my style has always been like very like Marcelo Garcia, like a lot of like butterfly hooks and, and stuff like that. But yeah. And actually I have a very similar game to Gordon Ryan too. Like, you know, all this like back attack stuff and his pressure passing is like the exact same stuff I did. We are do. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I just say people should like really get as much variety as possible and like 
yeah, not be too stuck on like specific people because some people are hard to learn from too. Like, you know, I like the Danahar system, but I can't sit there for 10 hours and watch that. Like I, I get pretty bored. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you're the only one who feels that way. The very uh, monotone, like some people are really into that, like style of instructional, like me, myself, I can break it down in like small bits and pieces. It's really hard to just sit there for hours on end and you know hear him hear him talk <laughs> exactly like i'm not hating it's great to it's great it's like really good stuff for sure but yeah it's, I, I, I don't know i got like adhd or something i can't like i can't focus for sure on that same no. it's it's phenomenal information it's just it's, it's a lot to unpack in a in, the, exactly. in that time it, exactly. it, it's kind of hard especially like because i've watched like obviously the Danaher series i've seen a bunch of gordon ryan series like Gordon Ryan has that similar teaching style like Danaher, but he's kind of more to the point when he speaks, right? Where Danaher yeah. will give you the philosophy behind a lot of things. The and history. Then the history of it. And then he's like, okay, now this is why you want to do X. So it's like, and then you'll watch like other instructionals like Henry Akins or, or um, Paul Hickson or whatever. And they just, this is the technique. This is why it works. That's what you need to do. Right. And it's just like, okay, that yeah. took three minutes. Thank you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's what you need. That'll be a hundred dollars. Exactly. Like, like for me and personally learning learning through techniques like if it has like more than 10 steps it's too confusing for me so like I, I do much better with people telling you exactly how to do it not like yeah not talking forever and by the time you go to do the actual technique like you don't remember what the technique was so that's really frustrating when people are like that yeah so kind of getting on the topic, obviously, because we were just talking about the Danaher series and instructionals, um, the latest news, obviously, on the airwaves that just broke today was the Danaher death squad broke up, apparently. Yeah. So all these egos in the room, I guess, can't, uh, you know, coexist anymore, unfortunately. So, you know, like, it's um, like the Be it's like the Beatles of Jiu-Jitsu like breaking up. <laughs> like, what's exactly. going on? <laughs> so, um, you know, like. When you heard that, like, what's kind of your feelings about that? Do you think this is just kind of like the next step or was eventually going to come to an end or what do you feel? Yeah, like, it's kind of hard for me to give an opinion on it just because, like, I don't know, I follow jiu-jitsu, but not, like, super closely. Like, uh, but I do think that all the guys are going to do really good from this. I think mean, they're going to, like, start their own teams or, you know, just – prosper on their own now they have the tools from from john so i don't think it's a bad thing no i don't think it's a bad thing either honestly if you look at any if you're looking at like the history of jiu-jitsu and like most of the made pretty much all of the major teams at this point they usually split up like you know one you know one person wants to go do their own thing another person wants to do their own thing so it's just like it's just like with music we joked about the beatles guess what one of the greatest bands ever they broke up you know so I don't know. Exactly. I think it's, I think people make a lot bigger deal out of, you know, like, Oh, like this person left this team and that person left this team. And you even mentioned like you've left like teams before as well. And like, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's not a big, as big of a deal as I think sometimes people make it out to be, you know, obviously you want to try exactly. to leave on, obviously you want to try to leave on good terms, but you know what, like everybody has probably different goals in life. A lot of them probably have different, I think they're even saying like, just, you know, some, have different philosophies on where like maybe i think one of the some of them want to stay maybe in puerto rico for example and train some people want to maybe go back to the u.s and train or go back to new york and train so like even just stuff like that like there's different personalities not everybody is you know going to be on the same page like the bigger the team there's going to be you know different people are going to be th thinking about things differently as well like once again like every major team has had some sort of split at some point like you know exactly some of the big team like you know Ross's split back in the day autos autos and aoj have split up as well so like every major team goes through this so i don't see how usually when teams start to get bigger and bigger it's usually a lot of people start ending up going their own way exactly it's just part of the process and part of the history um that, well it'll become history for them i think sometimes people they like put these like stars on like the pedestal and don't really view them as real people but like they're a real team like with like real dynamics and real relationships like that can go bad and go south and have good times and so it's just like anything right so yeah i think people forget that no for sure 
Uh, it was interesting because uh, Gordon Ryan put out a thing. He's like, I guess I'm going to move to San Diego because I own autos and I'll kick uh, <laughs> Andre out and teach everybody how to get out of uh, body triangle instead of deadlifting everybody out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that drama. I want to see them compete against each other. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty confident Gordon will win, but it'd be a good match to watch. I think we have a good yeah. match. I think I think Gordon is another example of somebody you know in the new age. Whether you like him or not, he he does a very good job of using social media to you know hype what he's doing. Either whether it's a DVD and next a next up and coming super fight, uh, he's I think he's somebody who uses that. So how do you feel about stuff like that? Where you know if you're looking at like sport jujitsu for example, like do you want to see it kind of go the way of MMA, Conor McGregor, people talking copious amounts of shit or do you still want to kind of see like the martial arts element to it where like, this is an MMA, like this is, you know, this is a sport, yeah. but it's also like a martial art as well. Yeah. Like in my opinion, there's like, there's fighters and there's martial artists. So like fighters, like they like, uh, they really do it for show and stuff like that. But I think martial artists are more about respect and, and, you know, don't do that kind of stuff. So I don't really like seeing shit, uh, yeah, shit talk and stuff like that, unless it's like clever and you know interesting. It's kind of more banter. I mean, like Conor McGregor, I always thought it was really entertaining to watch and like the things he'd say. But then there's like other guys that just uh, they just don't do it right, or maybe I just don't like the way they do it. I just find it really like tacky and just forced and just disrespectful. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because it's like it becomes to the point where it's like obviously like a, a company like Flow, right? So they're trying to create content. They're trying to bring out the best of what a viewer would want to see and how do they make that work, right? Because revenue is the king, right? So they're going to try and find as much drama as they can, highlight it, you know, make even like like even like the whole um, Geo versus Mikey, right? Where it was yeah. like that, that wasn't really a big deal, but they the power of the media, how they were able to just kind of twist it a little bit more and then have Geo say a little bit more to piss Mikey off and then create this huge feud that really wasn't really a feud to begin with, right? So it's interesting to see how it becomes, the entertainment factor comes into play, right? How do we sell subscriptions? How do we sell parts to the channel, right? So it's going to be interesting how these things start to play out, right? Yeah, like I think it's like you can't just show like training footage or show like people compete. Like people want to see a story. So without even realizing it and like the story, you know, a lot of times it has to be drama because there's not really opportunity for other interesting stories, right? So it's almost the same. It's like similar to when I make YouTube videos, like it might not seem like there's a story, but it's really the story that I have a hard time where I put all the effort, like trying to craft from start to finish. How do I tell the story? How to show this technique or how to yeah show what I'm going to show. So I think it's the same thing after these guys, like, you know, they're trying to put on a story through the editing or, you know, so they put like the, obviously the dramatic parts and it just, uh, that's what people want to see. And I, myself included, I want to see a story. And again, how, it's very hard to do without drama in most cases. Yeah. No, for sure. I think one of the most intriguing stories that like Bell put out are the Daisy Fresh stories. Yeah, I like, like those. Like, because it's just craziness, right? So you gotta get like everything. Where obviously these guys are living in these unreal conditions, and obviously training at just how they are, and then obviously filled with a bunch of personalities, right? And so they're building off that, and they they're able to segment these really great episodes and have a story behind them. Exactly. I think that's that show is like going to be such a hit like it already is. But I think when more people start uh, seeing it, it's going to get even more like involved in pop pop culture, I guess. Right. Because it is just super entertaining and it's fun watching these guys compete. But like you said, and I said, you know, the story behind it is so interesting because they are such interesting characters. It makes me really want to go and go like visit and go roll with those guys. It's, inter- yeah. it's interesting it's kind of like fusing a little, little bit of like pro wrestling into like like yeah. storytelling and like looking at like okay like this is like a team like where this is like the story behind the team this is a story behind this person and this team a story behind this person it gets like i think it's it's also a good way to get more maybe either a more people involved in jujitsu and going to jujitsu gyms and signing up and training but also you may create a little bit of a fan base where like you know, somebody like Gordon Ryan, for example, may have, you know, people that follow him and are fans of him, but have never done jujitsu. And that's like a very uncommon thing, I think now, at least because 
you know, typically most people that watch jujitsu are also doing jujitsu as well. Like I don't, there's not, it's like, you know, like I don't play basketball, but I'll watch the Raptors for example, but you won't necessarily see that with a lot of, uh, you know, there's not like, Oh, I'm a autos fan, but like, I've never trained or I haven't, you know, put on a gi ever. Exactly. It's like the ultimate fighter kind of like in the sense that they're really showing you like the lives of these people and you kind of build a connection, but with ultimate fighter, a lot of times, like what they show, like no one really cares about, which I think is why the ultimate fighter is kind of been failing, but then you get these interesting guys like from Daisy fresh and then everyone, everyone wants to watch them. Like, you know, like, like Patchy, I think he's a pretty cool dude. And, and I remember his name, right. Because he's an interesting person. So um, I'm sure I probably remember a lot of the other guys' names if I had thought about it, but you know, it just, yeah, they really build their brands that way. And they can, they can like uh, keep going even past Daisy Fresh, like whatever happens after that, I think they're going to be, you know, set up for more success that way. What a, so would you live with a raccoon and an active infestation in your gym <laughs> or <laughs> would you uh, m- maybe, maybe not do what the Daisy Fresh guys are doing and, you know, maybe, maybe call an exterminator? Yeah. See, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, li- I like their style. I like the way they do things. I like that uh, Andrew was in a shed too. I think that's really cool. And like, yeah, if I was like young, like young as they are and like didn't have a family, I think that's the style of training would be like heaven. I, I'd love to do that. His, his shed kind of reminds you of like groundskeeper willies from like the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He, lives yeah. On, he, lives on, he lives on like the school ground somehow. And then. Yeah, it's cheap living, man. It's cheap. Hey, if you can get away with it, go for it. And I, I, that's probably why a lot of them are doing it. But um, exactly. I want, I want to get back to um, just, just learning jujitsu because you know we talked about like you know you know content like uh, youtube and all that you know a lot of people that are probably searching up videos or you know or trying to learn things are mostly beginners i would say in my opinion on youtube especially especially white belts uh any white belts that are listening to this like what is um what is your advice to them when it comes to you know learning jujitsu off of youtube are you looking to do like you know, are there specific themes or things you want them to like look for and to learn at first? Like, how do you kind of organize like a curriculum or how do you organize how, you know, someone, you know, starts out and like what, what they're learning, like what's the, what are the most important things? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. That's something like, I want to try to figure out how to do better. I've like really putting together, um, just a really focused tra- training program for people that are brand new. But I, I think you're right that it is mostly white belts and blue belts watching jujitsu uh, on YouTube. But I think purple belts and higher think they already know everything. So they don't need, they don't kind of watch anything. Right. So um, yeah, no, like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like definitely my channel is a good place to start. <laughs> good, answer. Sure. good answer. Good answer. We'll plug, we'll plug yeah. it in at the bottom. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> like star wipe it across. Jordan teaches jujitsu. The more yeah. you know, the more but you like, know. Rainbow. Yeah. You know what? Though, like, like, like your channel, and then like even like um, another reference point, like John Thomas is another reference point that he got a really good channel. He's able yeah, he to know stuff. With, um, but you know what? Like between like that's kind of like it. I mean, like obviously, like Instagram and all these other ones. Like obviously, the Gracie breakdowns always a really good one, especially if it's a UFC fight. They kind of break down the technique. Those are always really kind of good to see. But they kind of like pick that niche, right? Where it's a like Gracie breakdown and we're breaking down this particular point of the fight and this is why it worked and this is what happened. So uh, exactly. those are always good and interesting. To, like you said, they, they have a niche and they're different, right? Yeah, and I think John Thomas, he's a like good example of a niche too. Like I think his videos are great. I think he's got a great channel. But I think him, like his and my uh, demographic is a little different just because I think John kind of is more geared towards like, competitors and people want to learn like mm-hmm. i don't want to say not fundamentals because he shows fundamentals but it's it's a little more like i don't know kind of like lapel based like stuff like that doing that kind of stuff where i'm like way more like fundamental focused and kind of like really laying out the information like uh just in a different way so yeah he's got a great channel another guy has got a great channel is uh jedi does jujitsu which is pretty similar to my name to my youtube channel name but his is an but he follows that um that mentality of being different like i don't know if you have you guys heard of jedi does jujitsu 
I have, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but I, I've followed a lot of John Thomas's stuff as well. I've known, I've been actually been following John Thomas's career since he was like probably like a purple belt or a brown belt. That's how long I've been. Yeah. I've, I've known of him, but like he's really, I think, put out a lot more YouTube content. I would say the last like two to three years, he's really stepped up that part and like because i think he's been teaching a lot more he hasn't been competing as much i think he's been a little more injured and everything that's that's another person i'd like to actually have on a, a podcast sometime and just break down some stuff when it comes to especially like just you know teaching and like you know using youtube as like a medium to get information across which i believed in like years ago and everybody was making fun of me yeah right like it's john john's done a really good job of upping his youtube channel game too like i know to see uh he went to 4k i'm pretty sure he has a he has a gimbal too he's been using to like really steady the footage so you know and he's also using a lapel mic uh so i i like to see um you know yeah him really progress in his channel so that's really cool and um yeah I mean, he's a really good competitor as well so kind of like when you look at kind of like yourself as like you know whether it's goals or next steps that you've kind of made for yourself the gym where kind of like what kind of things do you have like in the pipeline obviously don't we're not giving away like your secrets or anything like that but like you know like what kind of things are you looking forward to especially with new year rolling around yeah like i have so many different things i want to do it's kind of hard to even like pinpoint like uh well i really want to grow the channel to be successful and one thing i want to do is i want to start doing seminars like all across the world and having people uh yeah basically just pay me to do a seminar which pays for my flights and my hotel and then um yeah do some seminars like a camp or something like that and do like a like a travel vlog so features their gym so it's really good advertising for them and you know we just all win so that's one thing i want to do but that's not till i reach like 100,000 subscribers but i'm really confident i'm going to do that so then i'll start doing that kind of stuff but you know, I have a lot of future, like long-term goals, like, you know, like one day, what I really want to do, like once I've like done what I want to do in jujitsu and like the, the gym and everything, what I really want to do is become a director for, for like movies or short films. And um, so I think the YouTube channel is a really cool way to um, kind of get into that, like learning, like uh, everything on a smaller scale. And then, you know, once I, you know, have like more of the financial freedom to like, pursue those dreams and i can start doing that kind of stuff too so there's a lot of stuff i want to do i want to fight mma too like i don't know i i go so back and forth like exactly what i'm going to pursue next but i do yeah i always want to do like really cool things no, no, no. so so uh aaron is also telling me he wants to come out of retirement and uh take a second no. mma fight would you like to would you like to oblige him you're but you're looking for an mma fight Yep. Aaron had a MMA fight many, many moons ago. He's retired. He's retired. Is it, pro, is it pro or amateur? No, it was amateur. Very amateur. Okay. <laughs> it was very, it was very amateur. Okay. No, we can't fight like that. I can't. It was probably, can't it was probably border. I'm not, probably border. Worry, I'm not fighting you. <laughs> Don't listen to this guy. It yeah. was border, it was borderline That's illegal at a at a workplace that we do not uh, speak of on the oh, podcast that me and Aaron frequented. So they had a basically an underground fight card basically i've been to some of those yeah it was it was great man um like were you fighting mma were you fighting mma before or yeah i like i just fought amateur and uh i have a five and no record like i finish everyone by submission uh for the fights that i won in the first round the other fight was in the second round and had submitted everyone you know i fought muay thai too i had two fights and won both by tko and so yeah i've done a lot of fighting like seven fights, I guess. But yeah, I want to like fight pro. And the plan was before to like, you know, really like really go as hard as I can and reach the goals I want to reach like through MMA, like get to the UFC and uh, things like that. But then I kind of changed like my mind, what I want to do. And I feel like I can reach the same type of goals that, I'm, that I want through YouTube channel. So I'm kind of leaning towards that, but I do want to take at least one pro MMA fight just to say I'm a pro MMA fighter. Okay. Just to say you did it, basically, versus trying to get to the UFC and taking multiple punches in the face at some point. Exactly. Like, I'm extremely uh, scared of getting CTE. I, I guess scared's the word. Like, I really don't even spar, like, hard at all anymore. And the thought of, like, someone punching me in the face for, you know, potentially 15 minutes, like, I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I just want to fight, like, one pro MMA fight just to, like, 
just to be able to say to myself, like, uh, I became a pro athlete because that was a dream I always had. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like, it's just hard to sign, you know, paper for a fight. Like, it's just, uh, it's extremely nerve wracking. It's, it's hard to put your body through that, especially knowing now, like what we're finding out more and more about like head trauma. And yeah. like you mentioned, like CT is like a big thing, like, uh, like a lot of pro NFL players who've had, you know, CT and, and, you know, died or had been like, they've had like basically brain scans of like an 80 year old, like dementia patient. And they're like 35, 40 because of all the, the head trauma and damage that they've taken playing football. And I'm pretty sure like boxing is is been the yeah. same thing. Muay Thai has been the same thing. And I'm also pretty sure MMA will be the same thing as well. Even with the, the submission aspect, there's a lot of, there's a lot of damage and a lot of wear and tear on your body. Not exactly. not saying I'm talking you out of taking your, what <laughs> that one MMA fight, but like, you know, I think, also at the same time, I think people have become more of aware of that and people are training a lot smarter. Like I, I watched like an interview with like Brendan Schaub and uh, Tim Kennedy and they were talking about the days that they were sparring together at Jackson's and it's just every day they'd go in and just punch each other in the face repeatedly. And they're looking back at it now, we're like we are the two stupidest people like imaginable <laughs> doing that. We're like we're getting ready for an MMA fight. We're basically knocking each other out in training daily regularly and we just get up and do it again like this is, this is not a good way it's not a, not good for long-term health especially you know if you have a like you have a family i have a family aaron don't come out or don't think about coming out of retirement right now you got two kids yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah, no. probably not a good idea <laughs> yeah like we know i don't want to throw shade towards uh nam fan but i don't know if you guys know nam fan he was a ufc fighter he fought the ultimate fighter but like uh if you look at his instagram you can hear him talk now and he talks totally different like you, there's obvious signs of cte and when i saw that like i saw the, these videos of him talking i just like i don't want to fight or i want to spar i don't want to fight like, i want to be very careful with my brain so you know if i do take an mma fight I'm like, yeah, the secret's out. I'm going to go for a takedown. Like, I'm not going to try to strike with the guy. So, yeah, you know, I don't care if, you, you know, if my future opponent hears that. Like, yeah, I'm taking down right away for sure. Yeah. Fake an over, <laughs> fake overhand right, double leg. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, it works great. <laughs> exactly. No, you know what? It, it, it's unfortunate because I remember, what was that? The latest one was like, I think it was Sean O'Malley. And I'm, I don't remember the guy's name that he fought. And it was just, yeah. this guy was oh. just getting brutalized the entire match, right? And it was like, yeah, they stopped the fight about 30 seconds left to go, but he already took like 125 power shots to the head. And I'm like, is the guy tough as nails? Absolutely. Like, am I going to stand in front of that? Absolutely not. But exactly. like, think about it. Like, you can only do so many wars like that. Like, it, it's just, yeah, yeah you're on even, the main card. You don't want to give up, but like, you can't do that, like on a regular basis. So that's why like sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. that's why Go ahead. that's why i don't really believe in like uh early stoppages i i'm always happy when they stop the fight um early especially if the guy's just taking a beating because you know fighters are too tough for their own good like you know if someone's punching me in the head i'm not thinking about cte i'm just thinking about i don't want to lose in front of my friends and family right so mm -hmm. like yeah fighters are way too tough for their own good i think the ref should save them in a lot of cases where it's just they're obviously taking too much damage and have no chance of winning yeah. I, I think you're right. I think a lot of fighters are just like, like we, we would say in this situation, like, Hey, I don't want to get punched in the face. I don't want to get hit in the head, but if we're in a fight and we're, we're all competitors here, I don't like, even if I'm getting, you know, clearly dominated, I don't, I don't want anybody to stop that fight. Like you're gonna have to carry me out on a stretcher. I think every, I think you probably feel the same way. Aaron feels the same yeah. way from his, you know, one and oh amateur career. <laughs> so you know yeah. we're all we're all competitors but at the same time i think a lot of times we need to be safe from ourselves yeah that's why coaches too should throw in the towel way more like uh you know you barely ever see it but i think it should be way more common occurrence and i don't think that um yeah i don't i don't think it should be looked down upon like surrender or anything like that it's just preserving your brain which it's very important for your life obviously right like, especially like as you get older like no, you mentioned it, right? Like your coach's job is to protect you from yourself, right? So, and again, like if they throw in the towel, it's not because you're, it's because they're trying to save you. What is So fighting's your career. They're trying to save you for your next fight and not getting killed in the ring because obviously yep. it's not your day for whatever reason. 
you know, things have happened and turn of events are not in your favor. This is fight is way they're They're on the outside looking in. They can see it. Right. If it doesn't look favorable and it's going to save your life, I'd rather somebody throwing a towel and have an unfortunate, like, you know, rather than somebody dying in a ring. Like, I, I think the whole concept of people saying, oh, I'm going to go out on my shield. I'm like, yeah, I respect it. But also it's like, like, you know what? I think, I think we're past that point as like in the sports industry where we kind of have to really kind of think a little bit smarter about it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we should sacrifice people's health for entertainment, like up to a point, like I love fighting, I love MMA, but um, it can be a lot safer of a sport if it, be, if it like, yeah, if the ref stopped in more or stepped in more and, and the coaches did too. Yeah, for sure. No, but you know what? I think that's a, that's really good. I think it's obviously a topic that we can obviously like dive into. And actually you could even dive into it in a YouTube channel too one day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I should. There you go. I'm giving you a giving video you a idea. Gift. There you go. Yeah. I had, I, yeah, I, I have it. zero MMA experience, so I'm going to leave that to you two. Yeah. <laughs> My one fight. I don't know shit. Your one fight. You, <laughs> yeah, have, you have experience. I don't know. You have more experience than I do. Like, <laughs> I did it for so, the like walkout, you, so you actually have it. You actually have an amateur fight, Aaron. That's true. It is true. Yeah. No, but uh, Jordan, hey, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, we do want to give you an opportunity, whether you do a plug-in for yourself, if there's anything that you want to either sponsor you want to thank, thank um, you know, obviously plug your channel. Anything from there? Yeah, just uh, everyone watching, make sure to check out my channel, Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I do exactly what the, what the name says. I teach Jiu-Jitsu in a really easy way to understand. And uh, that's the key. That's, it's, it's really clear and, and concise. So if you want to watch that instead of 10 hours of someone else explaining something, check out my channel. <laughs> no, that's great. All right. All right. I'm a big I'm a big fan of your channel. Um, I hope you keep growing. Uh, you're doing an awesome job with it. And the next time we have you on, hopefully you have a uh, 102,000 subscribers. We'll see. Yeah, I hope time so. will tell. And then and then maybe Couple we'll cr- maybe maybe the Choking Hazard podcast will finally crack that 200 barrier. Finally, yeah, we'll get there. I think we'll get there. I think for sure we're working. We'll, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, keep up, keep up the good work. And thanks thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure, Jordan. Thank you so much, everybody. Remember. Jordan teaches jujitsu. Make sure you subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the Choking Hazard podcast as well. Everybody, it's been a slice. Thanks a lot so much, and we will catch you soon on the match.